Oh boy, the college football playoff is nuts. The decision by the committee is being discussed. There is outrage. So much to talk about. But what does it have to do with our life and faith? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson with Luke Heaton. On today's episode, we are unpacking the college football playoff. Who deserves to be in? Who earned a spot to be in? And what do we say about the teams that were left out? And what do, we, what do we say about all the discussions and the controversy and the, the perspectives and the opinions surrounding this controversial Final Four this year? So it's a wild, wild situation. We're, we're excited to talk about it today. Uh, we come at it, Luke and I, different perspectives, different backgrounds. And I think that's part of this, this whole discussion, too. Like, what lens are you looking through when it comes to who you think should get in? So we'll get into that. Uh, a lot today and and have some fun. Glad you're here with us. Uh, thanks to everybody watching or listening on YouTube or Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Glad to have you. Everybody on Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts. I will say I, I've, I've shifted almost completely to Spotify. Like I'm all in on Spotify these days. Podcasts, music. It's a it's a good platform. So I've 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 liked it over the years. I've been I've been probably 10 years or so on Spotify, but I've I've made really a full shift. So anyway, so wherever you're listening, glad to have you. Uh, I've I've been getting into a lot of Christmas music, Spotify. You know, getting my playlist going on. I love this time of year with Christmas music. Big fan, big fan. So I'll, I'll do a little um, the saxophone guy. I can't think of his name at the moment, but uh, I'll do him during uh, uh, dinner at night. Little background, Kenny G. Kenny G. Kenny G's my guy. So uh, so there you go. Uh, as always, you can email me Bryce at unpackingit.com, Bryce at unpackingit.com. And, and while you're on the website, make sure you subscribe to our weekday email devotional goes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, our best of devotionals are coming out in the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, so it will be fun to relive some of the big stories and devotionals from this year. And, and then also while you're on the website, encourage you to consider donating uh, a year-end gift to Unpacking It Ministries. We, we greatly appreciate your support, and uh, you can do that, unpackingit.com slash donate. Uh, we're also thankful for Sugar Creek Coffee and their support this year of Unpacking It and this podcast. Uh, you can visit sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. You'll save some money, and as always, we encourage you to order two bags. Load up on some delicious Sugar Creek Coffee and this time of year, they've got a special Christmas blend. So uh, so check that out, sugarcreepycoffee.com, promo code UNPACK. All right, so Luke, we got to jump right into it today. This is a big deal. The college football playoff is set. 
We've got Michigan. We've got Washington. We got Texas. We got Alabama. But man, that means some teams are left out, especially Florida State, Georgia trying to make a case as well. Uh, and so the fallout is there. People are are outraged in one way or another. You've got justification going on. You've got you know ESPN tied into this whole thing, so it gets a little ew, a little icky with them. Um, but let me let me we, we got some parallels to discuss. But we got to just get our sports fandom, our instant reaction. Like now, it's been a couple of days. But uh, Luke, what do you think? What about the madness? Prior to discussing the madness, I first must comment on your show open really ah, quickly okay. because Sorry. I didn't, you didn't give you, you a have, chance. You're talking to one of the biggest lovers of Christmas music of all time. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I start as early as possible. And Spotify is the best way to go. My sister just texted me um, that she made the transition to Spotify when getting married. Her husband mm. was a Spotify guy. My sister was an Apple Music gal for a while. Didn't try to get the job done. Yeah. Playlist to look up on Spotify. Cozy Christmas Jazz. Instrumental Christmas Jazz. Ooh. Great background music for, for dinner, uh, afternoon, wh- whatever you want. At the office. So Love it. I, I couldn't. I couldn't uh, go into the rest of the show without getting that off my chest. Um, but hopefully Kenny G is featured heavily <clears throat> on that little cozy list for you. Maybe so. Maybe so. based on your, uh, your reaction, he, he should be. Absolutely. So, but about the football, which is why we're here and to make parallels. It is absolute madness. It's the chaos that despite the madness, I think we just love as sports fans unless you're a Florida State fan, it's hard. I think Joel Klatt has had a great opinion. I listened to his podcast to get his reaction, and I think his point was right in that this isn't about getting it right or wrong. Mm. Whatever the decision was, Florida State deserved to be in Mm. as an undefeated ACC champion. But the game necessarily isn't who deserves there isn't really a right or wrong because it's all subjective. You want to try to get the four best teams, but also you have to play in the factor of who's deserving and that all mixed together. You have a committee of people who have subjective opinions and this is what we got. So it's hard to say there's a right or wrong because both sides have incredible arguments. If I'm a Florida state fan, I'm not sure what to do with my anger. It makes me reflect back to a few years back. A&M was left out of the playoff because Notre Dame got the four seed. We were all devastated. My devastation back then looks like child's play compared to (laughs) Florida State fan devastation that they rightly have. But I understand Bama and Texas being in over Florida State. It's hard to think what's right or wrong. That's my initial reaction. Easy for me to say as a neutral sports fan here as well. Well, so that's, a, I think, a key part of this because there, there is a lot of bias there, when your fandom is a part of it for one team or another or even for a conference. So I, I grew up in ACC country, so I lean ACC. I mean, the SEC is kind of here too, but uh, ACC country for sure. And so, all right, yeah, but Florida State isn't one of my go-to teams. So it's not like I'm loyal to Florida State. I, I never really cared for them much. I, I was offered tickets to the ACC championship game, was not interested in going. No, thanks. I'll listen to Kenny G at home. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, but, 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 but anyway, what I think is important is, okay, what, what principles do you believe 
in this whole situation. And so what I go back to for me, what I've believed for a number of years is, and one of my biggest problems with college football is I never understood one, how you could have a season end with, with a bunch of winners. So with the bowl system, it's like, you got 50 winners. What, what do you mean? Everybody ends the season with a win. What kind of sport is that? So that's yeah. always been, I've always had a tough time with that. And then the other thing is, how do you end a season with multiple undefeated teams? To me, you have to have the opportunity. If you're undefeated, you've beaten everyone on your schedule. You have to have the opportunity to compete for the championship. If you're in a league, if you're in the same level of, of sport and you don't have an opportunity when you've won every game on your schedule, well, yeah. what are you supposed to do? So I, that's, a, that's a belief of mine that I, I stand, you know, I stand on. Now, they have to pick four teams. And so I understand that, okay, it's, it's difficult. So that's why I've also been a huge believer in the 12-team the or 16. I've even believed in the 16-team playoff yeah. because I'm an App State guy. And we, we, when I was in college, we were in the FCS level, and I love the playoff, the, the, the playoffs. They're just the playoffs. So, so anyway, was the, those are a couple points off the bat. Yeah, so I'm very curious your opinion here. First, do you, do you recall drama with who made the FCS playoff? Was that was that a big deal, or was there pretty clear qualifications to enter? Sixteen teams, you said. Yeah, sixteen teams, and so I forget exactly the the criteria for it, but yeah, you felt like all right, you got enough teams in here, yeah, and you could win it, and then you know if you're the twelfth seed, you can make a run and win some games and and mm-hmm. pull some upsets, and and you just want to see it play out on the field, and so yeah, this whole debacle with what we're seeing this year with with the four teams, it just points to the twelve and ultimately maybe even 16 but so yeah. thankfully that all gets confirmed so all right we're good there but with with what's going on in the moment i lean toward an undefeated florida state team that they deserved an opportunity to go compete because alabama they lost a game and and texas lost a game so i would put florida state in before those two teams and, yeah. and just based on it's, the principle of being undefeated that's fair even though you'd be willing to admit they're not as good as Alabama or Texas with a second or third string quarterback. Would you so, be willing to admit that? So I think, I think previously that would be something that I would probably lean toward. But, but I think the way that Florida State responded and the way that they've played with not only their second string, but also their third string, that they're, and if somebody said it yesterday, I heard them, like they just leaned even more into their defense. So, like, you change the style of play. So, whatever they've done, whatever adjustments they've made the last couple of games, it's worked. They continue to win. So, what's to say that they couldn't make the proper adjustments and make it work with their now second-string quarterback who should be back? Like, that, that, that's part of the deal. And then I also throw out this kind of flippantly, but Alabama won with their backup quarterback, right? Tua. Tua. It was a backup quarterback. So, yeah. don't tell me that that they can't that Florida State can't win with a backup quarterback. We have to see it play out. You have to see it on the field. So that's that's where I come out on it. Yeah. I, I lean I lean the opposite of especially with their third string quarterback. It was a disaster offensively. And you were you were right to stay home and listen to Kenny G <laughs> instead of going to that game. But it's just looked ugly. The committee definitely made the safe play. Hey, we want to guarantee good games. Certainly for ratings, Bama and Texas in, oh, those fan bases, count me in for, for the ratings play. 
and it's a safer play for the semifinal game. Michigan Bama. Oh, it's epic! It's a great it, match. It's unbelievable. Tremendous. Yeah, it's it's. But if the committee's downplaying Florida State, here's the inconsistency as well. That's fascinating. If you're going to leave Florida State out because you think they're not one of the four best teams because they've lost their quarterback, QB one's down. Florida State, what they did for the first eleven games doesn't count essentially because their quarterback who they did that with isn't there. Why do you still put him ahead of Georgia then? Makes if no they're sense. not one of the four best teams, they shouldn't be ranked ahead of Georgia. Then Georgia's better than them too. So That's there's right. inconsistency there. But I think your main point of we've got to, thankfully we're going to a 12-team playoff next year. Where This is what sports are. You want to have a tournament where there's one winner. The bowl games don't move the needle at all. No. They're, they're essentially a fundraiser where good players, rightly so, should probably sit out if you're wanting to go to the NFL. Like, why would you? That's a whole other topic. Especially if you're in a fringe bowl game. If you, I mean, if you're playing in, in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I'm playing in the Avocado Bowl. <laughs> the but Avocado like, Bowl. Like, why would Caleb Williams play in the USC's bowl game? It's a fringe bowl game. They, they melted down the stretch. It's just. Don't get me started on Caleb Williams because I'm not buying him. I'm not buying them. No, nah, I'm not on the next Things have level. changed. Things yeah. have definitely changed. Um, yeah. But I don't but, know. As, but, a, as a sports fan, I, I yeah, I get the, the – it's a whole other conversation of if players should sit out or not. But as a fan, it's a meaningless game. What's in it for me to watch? There's nothing on the line yeah. outside of, okay, both teams have one more game to play. They're making money. I guess it's interesting to watch players one more time. But there's really nothing to compete for. But when you have an expanded tournament, which oh, is what every other league has, now yeah. these games mean something. Yeah, so it just points to how outrageous really college football has been. Because I even listened to the radio this morning talking about you know a long time in the 90s and stuff when you know Penn State or Florida State and these, these teams that were up for national championships, and it was based on the vote, the AP vote. That was insane, too. Or even so in BCS, there was like a, a computer system that would just oh, yeah. plug in data and decide right. number one and two. Like, no, you... I remember I was on local radio then. I was on Charlotte radio host when, BC, when the BCS was dying. And I remember having Dan Wetzel on the show. And I remember all that stuff. So I, 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 I've, I'm a firm believer in the playoffs. So here we go. Let's go. Now, for this, for this year, um, so then the argument will be from my, my friends at Liberty... Right, a lot of friends that go to Liberty, went to Liberty, all that kind of thing. Yeah, that well, we're undefeated too, and I agree. But the the caveat with with understanding the current situation, yes, I believe Liberty should have a chance. Like I said earlier, if you're undefeated, I want a chance. But there is something different between a Power Five and Group of Five with how it's you can only have four. So if you have five Power Five program uh, leagues for four spots, that's a problem too. Yeah. Um, and so for for the ACC to be the one that's left out, uh, I've got a big, you know, I've Which, got a problem with that. It's kind of fascinating that it, we're just now coming to this point of inevitably the college football playoff four spots with five Power Five conferences. Come on, Come on. eventually we're going to have the situation. There's not enough. That's, yeah. It was eventually going to fail, and someone was going to be left out. But previous years, the teams have kind of decided for themselves the committee's hand has been given to them like every year we're kind of watching like okay who's going to be one who's going to be two we pretty much know who's in but this year i mean you have five 
I'd say five deserving teams, absolutely. Every so Georgia has champion. a case. Georgia has a fair case too, but but I think you always have to of win course. your conference championship game. Absolutely, I'm a big Absolutely. believer in that as well. Yeah, Ohio. I mean, don't forget about Ohio State. Only one loss as well, and their only loss is to Michigan, number one team in the country now. So yeah, if you want to play the eye test and all that, yeah, Georgia, Ohio State definitely could be in that conversation. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's just all five conference champions have a one one loss or zero losses. You're going to make someone mad. There's always a wrong or right decision, I guess. But but yeah. if there's five, and then, okay, all right, so whoever's undefeated of those five power five, you put those in first, and then you can, then you can debate the one-loss teams. But they didn't do that this year. So they, they didn't do it, yep. Oh. They, they played the injury card, um, and, and, and I, I understand it. Of course you understand it. You yeah, it's an understandable matchup. play. Yeah, it's just a matter of do you agree with it or not. I, I agree with what they did. But I have the utmost sympathy for Florida State fans who are outraged, because it, it 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 is an injustice towards them. It, they were for sure deserving. They just didn't get the nod. So the whole point today, it's fun to talk about. This is a big topic. Everybody's got an opinion <laughs> on it. So you heard ours oh, today. Oh, it's fascinating. Um, and this started right after church on Sunday because I went to the second service. So church ends around noon. We find out. And it was chaos in the, the post, post-church post uh, conversations. I mean, you've um, got NFL guys on Get Up still talking about it this morning. <laughs> Jeff Saturday is giving hot takes about the college football playoff, which is just hilarious. Oh, man. So uh, let us know your thoughts on all of this. Um, I've already been going. Yeah, you, know, you go back and forth with everybody. So it's, it's fun. It's a good, it's a good debate. Uh, but the, the bottom line is the questions uh, of who earned this, who deserved it, and all the, the, the biases and perspective about you know, what our criteria is for who should get into the playoff. It differs. And, and so ultimately, the committee, they're responsible. It's their decision. This is, this is who they decided would, would, would make it. And in some ways, we just have to understand it as fans. Um, but, but we think that we know better than them that our perspective is better than theirs, um, that, that we know more and, and all that kind of thing. And so as we think about this whole situation and all these conversations, I, I'm reminded of similar thought processes and, and even you know just kind of similar language or comments that we make in other areas of life when it comes to deserving, earning, and, and that type of, of, of mindset. And so... Don't we often make judgments when we view other people's lives, right? We're on the outside looking in, making our judgments, giving our opinions, giving, sharing our perspective, whether internally or, or even with other people, where we think other people deserve something, good or bad. If we feel like, nah, they're a bad person, they deserve bad things to happen. If they're a good person, we go, oh, they deserve you know, blessings in their life. They deserve good things to happen to them. And then we're outraged when people get something that we don't think that they've earned, right? That fires us up. Or, or we're upset when something bad happens to someone who, who we don't think deserves it. And, and then, you know, our, our biases factor in, too, when it comes to, you know, opportunities and blessings. And, you know, we can't, oh, I can't believe that, that person got the promotion. Or, oh, I can't believe my neighbor was able to benefit in that way, do they really deserve that? Do they? Do they? Do they earn that? How did that happen? Can't right? believe These the are grass things. is growing better. We're mowing it the same way. 
That's right. That's right. How did that, how does that happen for them? And, and so we, you know, we, we play this game of who deserves to be blessed and well, their record isn't as good as that person's record and how, you know, quote unquote, their, you know, their standings, whatever. And, and so we'll even compare ourselves to other people and feel like, no, I deserve to be more blessed, right? I deserve it because I've got, I've got, I've got better wins. I've got better wins. Uh, my losses aren't as bad. My, my, my sin isn't as bad. I deserve more blessings than them. I'm much better than that person. And, and I've played this game. I'm sure you've played this game in, in, in life. And ultimately, what does this lead to? Well, it leads to bitterness and anger and outrage and, and kind of the negative emotions that envy, bitterness, uh, comparison, jealousy, all of those things become a part of it. And we're seeing all of it play out, right? We're seeing the Florida State former players like Danny Cannell come out and, you know, passionate. And you, you got Booger McFarland, an LSU guy going against Alabama. And so yep. you, you've got all these uh, emotions and, and biases um, factoring in. Um, so uh, really just like, you know, the, the, the fans who, who, who think they know better than the, the college football committee, we think that we know better than God and we question God and say, well, how, how do they deserve that blessing? Or, or how could you allow that to happen? Uh, maybe a bad thing to that person. That's such a good person. And, and so we all of a sudden, based on our perspective, based on you know, our viewpoint, we start uh, you know, just questioning and, 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 and allowing these emotions to, to take over in our view of God or just kind of circumstances and situations. And so let me pause there and have you jump in just on this concept, and then we're going to take it even a step further when, yeah. when it comes to uh, even more important issues. I think, I mean, it, it reminds me of what's going on in the entire book of Job is God allows many things in Job's life to be taken away from him. Family, comforts, pleasures. And Job's friends are operating in this mindset of, Good people get good things. Bad people get bad things. So they see Job. Bad things are happening to him. And they accuse him of, what have you done wrong? Where is your sin? Why won't you just confess it and tell us what you have done wrong? And it's the book of Job is a great reminder of many things. But one of the main things is that our wisdom and our knowledge is far inferior to the wisdom and knowledge and sovereignty of God. Mm. In many circumstances, following the ways of God results in blessings. Absolutely. In many circumstances, rejecting the ways of God results in heartache, pain, consequences of sin, for sure. Absolutely. I think but, that's a key point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, absolutely. That is absolutely true. Reap what you sow, all of that. Yes, but God's sovereignty is not limited to that in many circumstances as well. God allows things to happen to people that's not a result of their actions. God also is very gracious and merciful in many circumstances. It's, we have to, despite there are the general trends of blessings follow the ways of God and consequences follow rejecting God, that's right. we have to submit to God's sovereignty isn't black and white like that all the time. We can't just bind God to that and have these very clear expectations. Of, Look what I've done, God. 
Or you owe me. I yes, deserve this. Or I've I can't this. believe you allowed this to happen. Look what I've been doing for you. That's right. It's like, well, you know, God in his wisdom and his plans and his sovereignty has is doing things that we can't understand sometimes. And are we willing to submit to that and trust his goodness and his grace towards us and his kindness and his love, despite what we feel like we may or may not deserve? So I just reflect on the book of Job is a great reminder of that, of Job wasn't in sin, but his friends couldn't understand that. They mm-hmm. had limited God towards this very good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people. But in God's purposes and plans, it doesn't always work like that. No, wonderful point. And and yeah, as we try to you know, make this parallel to the, the, the college football playoff, and I guess in some ways we're... We're comparing God to the committee. Now, the committee is flawed. They've got their own agendas, their selfish agendas. So let let me be very clear about that. But in theory, they are doing what is best for college football. And in their mind, what is best for college football is keeping ESPN happy, keeping the TV ratings strong. And they don't want to take the, the risk of having a third string or backup quarterback playing for Florida State. They'd rather have the big brand of Alabama in there. So they're doing what's best. And so ultimately, as, as we surrender to as fans to, to to the college football playoff committee, whatever, that's, that's fine. That's one, that's one way, but more importantly, as we surrender to God's plan and, and his path and what he knows to be the best. And we can, we can begin to debate, but like we have to surrender and say, no, 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 you do know what's best. I'm so limited in my understanding. And so if you have purposes in allowing blessing to people that I don't think deserve it, I, I got to trust you in that. And, and if you are, are using something for your glory and your purpose where it appears like it's a bad thing happening to a good person that doesn't deserve this, I have to trust you in that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really hard to do, but, but that's, that's where you know, we get to that, that depth of our faith and, and the depth of our surrender. Yeah, um, and, and I, so I just listened to a... Uh, a sermon from Paul Washer, and he he made a point similar to this. You know, and as sports fans, we have to trust the committee that these <laughs> semifinal games are going to be great, and it's going to lead to an incredible college football playoff. That's what we're That's hoping. Right. That's it's right. It's going to work out for the best. This, in similar way, we don't have to know the why of what God's doing behind the scenes if we know Him, mm. and that's what Paul Washer said is. He gave this example of he has a a really close friend, and if his friend ran into the room during a sermon and said, hey, give me your car keys, Paul wouldn't have to ask why, because he knows his friend, and it's going to be for a good reason. Mm, The same way, when God's doing something, and it doesn't fall in line of what we think we deserve or don't deserve, if we truly know God, we we can trust Him. It doesn't matter. We don't need to know the why. We don't need to know why we're not getting something we think we deserve or why we're getting something we think we don't deserve, because if we truly know God, then we know it's for a perfect plan and purpose, Mm. and we can trust Him and trust that. So I think that's a really good reminder for us today of for the rest of our lives, there's going to be probably many moments of we think we deserve something for probably good reason sometimes. Mm. Many times it's for selfish reason, performance, own glory. But there's many times where we've, we think we deserve something that's of, of a good reason, or, or we're really disappointed that something's happened to us we feel like we didn't deserve. It's like, well, I know God, 
I have fellowship, a relationship with him. Therefore, yeah, I trust what's happened. I trust what he's doing because I know him. I don't need to know the why or all the behind the scenes. Mm. That's good. That's good. Because, yeah, we want to be in that committee room. <laughs> yeah. We're not. We're not yes, we're not absolutely. Split. We want to see the votes. We want to talk to all the committee That's members. Right. But That's right. we don't need to. So the the type of thinking, though, and so let's track this even to, to another side of this, earning and deserving. If we aren't careful, we start – doing this when it comes to forgiveness, salvation, mm. God's love, God's mercy, God's grace. And we start to think, well, that guy doesn't deserve it. That, that guy doesn't deserve my forgiveness because what he did, forget it. I'm not forgiving him. Even though we know in God's word that we're, we're called to forgive. Jesus has forgiven us. We forgive others. And, and But, but uh, nope, nope, not him. Nope, he doesn't deserve my forgiveness. And, and so we start saying, all right, that person doesn't deserve to experience God's grace and, and mercy. It, it's too bad. He's too bad. Um, so he deserves to be left out, right? And so when we talk about heaven and eternity, and, and if we're not careful, we start basing our thoughts and perspectives on, okay, he deserves to be in. He deserves to be out. I deserve to be in because I'm, I'm so great. Um, I'm a good guy. I deserve to be in. And then this is really the performance-based gospel. Right. This is what we do. We earn salvation. We earn God's grace based on our behavior and our life and what we do. And so we're in or out based on that. But that's not the truth. That's not the true gospel. And and so praise God that the way we inherit eternal life, the way that we receive God's grace and salvation is through Jesus, hmm. that, that he went to the cross, he died and rose again, and that we receive by faith his love, grace, and salvation. And we get to experience eternal, eternity with God forever, not based on what we've done. And so we have to remember and understand that what we actually deserve is God's wrath because mm -hmm. we are imperfect people. We are sinful people. Yeah. And we have, to, we have to understand that we deserve to be left out of, of eternity, the, the college football playoff, so to speak. We deserve to be left out. But, but in God's design and the way he set it up is we get in through Jesus mm -hmm. and he's the one that makes the case for us. And so thankfully there's no limitation. There's not, not just four teams getting in. You know, we, we, we all have the opportunity. Now, ultimately it will be a limited number of people that do choose to, to receive what's, what's available to us, but we've been given an invitation to spend eternity with God through Jesus. And so some key verses to, uh, to know, and, and these are common verses if you've been around the Bible and church for a while, but Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all deserve to be left out. Ephesians 2.8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And so it's actually not based on what we do on the field. Right. That's a, that's a, so part of this discussion is what with the college football playoff. Wait, if it was based on what was done on the field, shouldn't Florida State be in? No, that's not what it's based on. It seems like with the college football playoff, and that's the case when it when it comes to uh, how we get in to uh, to heaven. It's not based on our works. It's not based on what we've mm -hmm. we've done on the field. It's what Jesus did on the cross. Um, and so uh, Ephesians two four and five this is the Amplified. But God, being so rich in mercy, because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, 
even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ, for by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. It is undeserved. We do not deserve it. But man, we receive it with gratitude, with, with worship, with thanksgiving, with humility, and, and that undeserved grace and love is available to us. Um, one, for salvation, and then day in, day out. It's the undeserved love of God. And so we remove this mindset of, well, you owe me. You deserve, I deserve this. I earned this. I earned that. No, no, no. We, we, deserve, we deserve death. We deserve wrath. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. But I get passionate about it's, this whole topic. It's a great reminder because if we really reflected for a moment and thought, do I really want what I think I deserve? Because if we truly got what we deserved, we would not be with God for eternity. We would have no relationship with him. That's what we deserve. According to the truth and authority of God's word, what God has revealed to us through his word, through his son, through the Holy Spirit, is we deserve everlasting death because we are sinful and we have no right to be in relationship with a perfect holy God. That's what we deserve, truly what we objectively deserve. So when we start complaining and we start having these mindsets and patterns of thought of disappointment about not getting what we think we deserve, mm. it doesn't mean we should be emotionless and not have emotions about being bummed or grief or anything like that. We, should st we still are going to be emotional about some of these things, but let it be a moment to lead us back to reflecting to the truth of the gospel. When we start getting disappointed about not getting something we deserve or getting something we didn't deserve, let that be an opportunity to reflect on, gosh, I'm not getting what I deserve, which is eternal death, because of God's loving kindness towards me, because Jesus went to the cross and died and rose from the dead and being united to Christ through faith and repentance, now I'm getting what I don't deserve, which is fellowship with the one true God. Mm. So let the, op let the things of life that give us disappointment about deserving, undeserving, let that just be a platform for reflecting on the gospel. It, it, it's just, it, it's a great opportunity to reflect on the truth of the gospel. And that's one of, just one of the big reminders for, for myself for all of the times where I've been disappointed about un things undeserving, things deserving, let it be an opportunity to reflect on not getting what I deserve, which is eternal death, because of God's love for me. But that performance mindset, oh, it creeps into everything. It's because the gospel is so radical in that someone like me who's deserving of eternal death is actually going to have fellowship with the one true God. God knows who I am. He loves me. I'm one of his sons now through Christ. It's just such a radical truth that is so counter to this performance mindset that we all have in everything. And it doesn't help that we live in this country that's built on, you know, the American dream. If you work hard, you're going to get what you deserve. Mm. So that's built into our minds too, right. That's right. which is antithetical to the gospel as well. So all that being said, 
just let it be a, a reminder of the gospel when we face disappointments of deserving and undeserving things in our life. That's awesome. So there's so many layers. It's su- such good truth and, and a cool parallel today because I'm, I'm even thinking about Florida State, and, and they're, they're saying, they're desperately saying, we did enough. We did enough. Look at our resume. Look at, look at who we are as a team. Mm-hmm. Look at all that we've accomplished this year. We deserve to be in. And and they're 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 not and 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 sure you could say that they did do enough compared or uh, relative to a certain standard or criteria that, that has been designed uh, or that you've I don't know believe in whatever with Florida State and and so for us though if if we're if we think that we're going to get to the end of our life and say look at all the things that I did I've mm-hmm. done enough it, it's never enough we we fall short of the glory of God and that's why we need Jesus yep. Jesus did it. He's, he's the one that is enough. Jesus is enough. We can never do enough to earn, to deserve. And so we have to free ourselves up from that. And so we totally rest in the finished work of Jesus. And, 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 and so we place our faith in him. We say, yeah, I, I can't do enough. I, I can't win enough games. Can't score enough touchdowns. But, but Jesus, Jesus is, my, is, is, is the way, the truth, and the life. And so we, uh, we, we put our hope and faith in him. Um, so let that be an encouragement. And uh, and Luke, if you got a final word, we'll we'll wrap it up. Yeah, just to 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 wrap it up, the Florida State, like you said, we deserve to be in, but the committee said no. You're only in if the committee says you're in. Same thing for us. We're only in God's kingdom if God says we're in. But thankfully, unlike the committee in the college football playoff that has inconsistent criteria, mm-hmm. we know the criteria. That's right. It's through Christ. It's very clear. We're only in if God says we're in, but we know the criteria, which is faith and repentance in Jesus Christ. Amen. And and going back to our point earlier, we were talking about kind of blessings on earth and bad things, good things, and our limited understanding of that. Yeah, some of that is a mystery. And and like we talked about, God's sovereignty and how he chooses to do things, we trust him in that. But when it comes to the, the clarity of okay, how do we get to spend eternity with God? It's through Jesus. Very faith clear. alone, faith alone, and that is clear. Now, in some ways, it's a mystery of, wait, how is this? This this is true. This is it. This is how we get, yeah. It's the mystery of the gospel, but it's true. Yep. That's it. All throughout Scripture, it all points to it. And then we're celebrating it right now in Christmas. God sent Jesus. He didn't, he didn't send him to a, to a manger to stay there. He sent him to go to the cross for us. And so uh, so that's what we celebrate uh, even, even more so. So. Uh, it all goes together. He came, he died, he rose again, he's seated at the right hand of God, and one day we'll get to be with him forever, hmm. as long as we know him. And so as we wrap things up, Luke, great to be with you. Enjoyed it. Uh, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. I'm an undeserving sinner who has experienced God's grace. And so I hope that that is true for you. And we, let's give up on trying to earn salvation or thinking that we've got to do more. We got to, I got to, I got to earn my way. No, no, no. It's all Jesus. But as we, as we follow him, we'll be, we'll be uh, encouraged and motivated to, to, to obey and, and live the life that he's got for us and the path that he's got for us. And so that's the encouragement as we wrap things up. Uh, thanks so much for listening today. We will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.